0: That was how to
1: make the elixir of life and holy grail. Next up.
0: I'm a mortal. Your source for all things immortal.
2: So my name's Theodora. I go by Theo most of the time. I just finished up my second year of aerospace engineering at the University of Toronto. So I'm a student. Still, currently in the summer, I'm working at the Canadian Space Agency, doing some project management work, and I'm also doing astrophysics research at the University of Toronto Scarborough campus. So I'm really involved kind of in the space, space, I guess you could call it that. I'm also a musician, and yeah, the space space. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also a musician, and yeah, I think that's pretty much me in a nutshell.
0: Perfect. So I'm going to ask this question. What does a day in your life look like?
2: Sure, I think um, it varies now because it is the summer, so every day is just, you know, you wake up, you work, and then you go to sleep. (laughs) But generally, since I am a student, most of my life is school. I do definitely take care of myself. I work out every morning, you know, take breaks here and there. Uh, I do like to spend time talking to friends, you know, taking care of other things, like I have a dog. spend some time with my dog, play some music, read. Yeah, my my life is pretty much the same every day, (laughs) but I enjoy it. (laughs)
1: I mean, I know this is, we don't take video for any of our podcasts, but I'll just say this. Theo's got a lot, a lot of instruments behind her. Like, <laughs> she said she plays instruments. She plays like, how many? Like 13, you said last time we
2: talked? Yeah, yeah. I've learned to play 11, but 11. I'm only good at, I'm only good at like three of them. Yeah, only I'm good only good at I'm right? uh, <laughs> only good at the piano, the guitar, and like the saxophone. I haven't even touched my saxophone in a while, but those are my main three.
1: Okay. Well, I guess getting to our podcast's main topic, right? Our podcast is called I'm Immortal, which is a play on the words Immortal. Mm -hmm. and one thing we always ask our guests yeah thank you one thing we always ask our guests is what does the word immortal or immortality mean to you
2: okay so i read a lot of percy jackson as a kid so the first thing i think of is you know the gods the gods are immortal right? They're just the ones who can't die, you know? You try you try stabbing them, they're not gonna die. So I think that's like my instinct when it comes to immortality. It's basically just the idea of not only can you not die, but you're also like, you know, invincible, untouchable, kind of. You're like an all-powerful type thing. Yeah, not me. <laughs> I'm not one of those people, <laughs> but that's, that's probably what the word means to me. I think in like a deeper sense, um, Like, I'm Christian. For me, like, the whole idea of living forever is kind of like, you know, what happens after you die on Earth. Uh, I wouldn't call it immortality, though. I feel like, to me, that's like, you know, a a different life.
0: Almost like it's an afterlife.
2: An afterlife. That's the word.
0: So, if you're given the chance, would you choose to have an extended life or potentially even immortality?
2: I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like there's like a part of, you know, the idea of like being human and like your time is limited, like make the most of it kind of thing that that drives a lot of people. I don't know. It's it's like nice to think like, you know, you could do whatever you want and no, no risk. But I think it also takes away from the value of life, or at least that's how I would think about it.
1: So I guess you'd be on the side of saying, I'm doing the rambling thing again, but death gives life meaning in that case. Is that right? Yes,
2: I think so. It's the whole like, what is light without darkness?
1: Yeah, interesting. So then I guess a lot of people we interview, they're definitely at least about 40 years old or probably older as you fall. But as a young person, then I'm, I know I'm you, small. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. Do you think about death a lot or aging? Cause I know a lot of people are aged. Like I'm invincible. I can't get hurt, Yes, yes. Right. So how do you, where are you in the sort of spectrum of I don't, death doesn't exist for me versus man, I think about death a whole lot right now.
2: That's, that's a very interesting question. Okay. So I'm 19. So for me, it's like, you know, I'll make it probably into like late 70s you know into the 80s like i don't know i think i'm a healthy person i don't know what's gonna happen but for me it's definitely hit me a few times like how possible it is for everything to just end um for me when i was in high school i have a couple of very close friends who lost like parents and, like very suddenly like it could be like a heart attack or Something like that. That's happened like to a few of my friends. I remember when I was in grade eleven. And it was just the idea of like, you know, sitting there comforting your friend and thinking, like, well, their parents are literally like the same age as my parents. They're not that old. Like they were just like, you know, living their regular lives. I feel like just that's when it hit me, like, oh, like this is closer than I think it is. Just just this week, I actually heard news that someone in my program, like, passed away from cancer. And it was like, that was like literally my classmate. That's like someone I could have like sat next to. You know, every once in a while, it, it hits you that it's like, you know, sure, I'm young, but it's like, you never really know what every day is going to bring. So, you know, people say live every day, like it's your last. I don't generally like think like that, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, like, you know, it could just, it could just end.
0: So do you think like, the education you received the undergraduate program you're in has it changed how you look at death in life because i would imagine if i were thinking about going to space i would be mm. considering the possibilities of dying a bit more
2: yes yes <laughs> i remember when i was like younger like before i had like decided like you know this is what i want to do whenever i would kind of bring up the idea with like my parents or like my friends or my friends parents especially my friends parents they'd always be like you're gonna die why are you doing that like always because i was like my like career goals to become an astronaut and people are just like but why you know they don't really understand like why take that risk for something like that and to them it it doesn't make much sense and and also Mm. like there are lots of they do lots of biological studies on astronauts and stuff because you know they're trying to look at can we get to mars can we keep humans in space longer so they're really looking into like the effects on your health not only like is your spaceship gonna crash and you die but also like while you're there what is actually happening like is it shortening your life so yeah like i've definitely thought about it a lot especially with what i want to do it's not like a conversation that i have a lot like with my peers it's not like we we talk a lot about death or like life when it comes to going to space it's more just like planets are cool you know (laughs) 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 but yeah yeah in the context of like what i want to do with my life it definitely it definitely is a big a big player because there is a risk there obviously
1: so, so I don't know how many of your friends also want to become astronauts. I mean, aerospace, <laughs> en- okay, I'm like, aerospace engineering seems like the place to be if you want to be an astronaut.
2: Yes, yes, you're right.
1: <laughs> but do you think most of them would also have the same outlook you do in terms of their perspective on life, death, and I guess even life extension?
2: I feel like... When it comes to like ideas of life and death, there's a lot more like personal things that are tied into that, maybe not only just like a career goal. You know, there's some people who are very like family oriented. There's some people who are religious, some people who aren't religious, you know, and there's like a lot more that ties into that. So I don't I actually don't know what my friends would think about this. Maybe maybe I should ask them about this. this could be a good conversation. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's like a lot of it that goes beyond just, you know, I like spaceships and planets. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to follow up on one of Marvin's last points. What about life extension? Do you think they'd be okay or against extending life?
2: I feel like a lot of people I know would actually be okay with life extension. It is like a cool idea. Like, you know, I could be like, hypothetically, I could be young for longer. Like I could be in my prime for longer. Like I can do more. And I guess when it comes to like, when we're talking specifically about like my peers in aerospace or like wanting to go to space, there's so many places that like a human will never be able to get to in the universe right like for us like even the idea of going to Mars which is what they're trying to do right now to get there and back like that's a year and Mars is like the nearest planet over like think about that and that's only within our solar system like you want to get to the end of the solar system like that's a lifetime you want to get outside like that's even more so I guess it depends like how much do you want it but I'm definitely sure there are lots of people out there space enthusiasts that would be willing to you know go to the lengths of like elongating their lives for the sake of like space exploration and just like curiosity like you know humans we're curious we want to see everything if you have more time to See it, like you know, a lot of people will take that.
1: So, I guess I because earlier you said, Yeah, on let's statistically, you're probably going to reach your 70s at least, right? If you continue working so. <laughs> out, hopefully, I pray I'll reach that too. But let's say you live to the age of, I don't know, let's say 200, right? Um, Holy. <laughs> for, and let's say your health span, so the number of years that you're still healthy and be able to you know be productive and do mm-hmm. all these awesome things is doubled so i guess mm-hmm. instead of what is it 40 years maybe it's 80 100 years now like what would you do with all the extra time i don't know what the average age and an astronaut becomes an astronaut but would that change your career goals in any way
2: so the average age it's definitely like in the 30s just because of how much education and training is required for it but does it change anything i think like it gives me more time right because like with astronauts what's really really important like one of the most rigorous parts of their training the physical aspect of it like you have to be in perfect physical condition you have to be very fit like they do like army level like testing on on like the candidates before they select them you have to be able to withstand like crazy scenarios because you're going to be in like you know zero zero gravity or like super turbulent like so i feel like it would probably make me less probably a little less stressed out about being able to achieve what i want to achieve because for me it's like there's only so many times you can apply before you're no longer eligible like you can apply as many times as you want but i mean if i keep like not getting selected and then i'm like 40 years old and now i can't like run on a treadmill anymore like you know it's it's over <laughs> right it would give me more time for my career i guess
0: <laughs> so i feel like we talked about a lot of pros for life extension in terms of traveling to space. Do you think there's any cons or any pros we didn't mention yet?
2: I think there's definitely like a social, psychological thing that happens. You know, people get to spend more time with their family and you know, mm. like you are you can meet like your great, great grandchildren. You know, there's like stuff like that. When it comes to like cons, overpopulation 100% is the first thing I would think of and also I feel like once people realize like that's how much time they have people might just like you know waste a lot of it or like just do stupid things if if I knew like oh I I can well I guess this is not the same as elongating life but like for instance like I'm immortal I would just be like jumping off of everything you know (laughs) um and you know you don't you don't want people doing that right but uh, but there are um, there are definitely, I think, lots of like social and environmental pros and cons. And I think those are the two big aspects that I think would be affected the most.
1: Mm. I don't know if our podcast implies we're, pro- we're more for or against life extension. But for you, would you say the pros outweigh the cons or is it the other way around?
2: Oof. I don't know. I'm like a strong believer in like things should be the way they are, kind of thing. You know, like I joke around about this a lot, but I'm just like people with allergies. Like natural selection would not not
0: have chosen. Get out of here! Get out of
2: here! (laughs) You know, like I make fun of like lactose intolerant people. All, all, all you guys out there, I'm, I'm sorry. But in, in like the general, like if we were living the way that humans are, according to the universe, depending on whatever you believe, supposed to live, you would not be alive, right? So I think in that sense, it's like, if, I, if I'm if i carrying this mentality of things should be the way they are, it's just like, well, you know, life is supposed to be this long. Like, why try to artificially, I guess, extend it? But I know, like, there, there are definitely so many pros to it. Like, all the things that someone can, you know, learn, discover. Like, all the knowledge. Like, think about someone who's 200 years old. Like, they would know so much. Like, that's just, like, wisdom, you know? <laughs> and people used to live that long. But yeah, I, I have absolutely no idea. I think, like... For me, at least, if I had control over the universe and they were just like, "Well, you could choose to make people live longer or not," I would be like, "Nah, just leave it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> just let, let it. them figure it out themselves. <laughs> so, putting, uh, I guess, immortality or life extension on the back burner for a little bit. What future innovation, no matter how science fiction it may seem to you, I mean, we, I think we briefly talked about cryonics before we started this podcast. Mm. Um, what what are these innovations are you most excited for?
2: For me, like as a space geek, it's probably like colonizing other planets is probably like a cool idea. It sounds super, I mean, it's not as science fiction as it used to be, right? Yeah. Um, because now they're like actually, actually thinking about it, like Mars and all that. But I think that's probably just the geeky side of me is really excited about something like that. I don't know if like from a from a personal or ethical standpoint, how I feel about it, but it's just exciting.
1: I guess because there's a lot of there's a lot of technologies. I mean, I was not think colonizing other planets is not like the I guess um, it's not very high up on the list of unethical things to do unless the Martians you know come after us. But, <laughs> would you place yourself in the camp of transhumanists?
2: So that's kind of like enhancing.
1: Like, uh, like uh, Stufo, what are some technologies that transhumanists would be for? Can you, like, list them off?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I just started with cryonics, for example. Yeah. Uh, even, like, something as simple as putting, a, I don't know if you've ever seen putting RFID chips into your oh, hands. Yes, 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 Enhancing your biology, synthetic biology type mm. of ideas. It expands very broadly.
2: Probably not. <laughs> you know, my whole, like, things should be the way they are. <laughs> And it's like, I've read so many dystopian novels. Once you start putting chips into people, nothing, <laughs> nothing ever goes right. Right. Nothing.
0: <laughs> I'm going to jump back to the age kind of difference. I know we mentioned earlier that you are on the younger side of people we've interviewed for our podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any big generational differences? Like, surprisingly, you're slightly against life extension, yeah. I would say. But do you think, like, maybe older people are more for it, younger people are more against it? Is there any generational difference between how we accept it?
2: I would assume it's based off of like everybody's like life conditions like I know lots of people who are you know in their 60s 70s who are just like I just want it to end I mean I know how like morbid that sounds but it's like once you get to a point where you can't do everything for yourself and then you start like feeling yourself getting weaker or you like all that stuff like I even like sometimes my parents will say like you know I can't wait till it's over <laughs> which is so sad but it's like I think it really depends on your life condition and like do you feel like you have more to live for or do you feel like you've already done whatever you're I guess you believe your purpose to be you know some people are just like you know i want to live a nice life nice calm life you know have a nice family work and then just you know die peacefully yeah um and then i think there's lots of people who are you know hungry for like i can do more i can do more and i think you see that in any in any age group but i would i would assume that maybe just based off of like what i've heard from people is that older people would probably be either super for or super against i don't mm-hmm. think you'd find like people in between because you know some people they they get to the point where they realize like oh my life is coming to an end and they're like well I haven't done enough and that's when people no, start have, like having okay. their like crisis but then there's also people who are just like well it's coming to the an end and like I can't do anything anymore I think those are like the two camps that I would assume like older older generations are in younger people probably don't think about this enough <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. I mean, it makes sense though, right? Because if we're thinking about, uh, I think Sufla and I, we talked about this before and maybe it's been in some other podcasts, but let's say people did have life extension, right? We always joke around, well, either you're going to be really, really cautious now because you're like, oh my God, I have infinite life. I got to protect it at all costs. Mm. Like I'm not going out on the street or driving a car. And there's some people like, oh, you know what? I'm, I I live a long time, time to go do more base jumping and, you know, yep. skydiving. So yep. yeah, definitely uh, either end, but- uh, one thing, aside from, I guess, generational differences, you said you mentioned you're Christian, and mm-hmm. I was wondering, as a Christian, do you think there's anything inherently, I guess, is, is there anything in the Bible that would say life extension is really, really bad, like it's against the doctrine in
2: any way? Uh, I'm probably not the most uh, educated theologist (laughs) out there. Maybe somebody else will be able to give you a very specific reference to something. But to my knowledge, uh, no, no, I don't think so. I think there's definitely this idea of like, God knows what's best for everybody. And you know, everything happens for a reason. And like, God has kind of given you a purpose. And the whole idea is your life on earth is temporary. So once you've you know, achieved your purpose, once you've, you know, done what you're supposed to do, and you've lived your good life and everything, then it's like time to go home, you know. So that from my understanding, at least, I I feel like it's not necessarily looked down upon, but it's also kind of like, well why like we already know that this is temporary why are you mm. gonna extend it if like the whole goal is to get past it right
1: you have to die yeah to, to kind like that literally the, the
2: entire goal of like like as a christian the entire goal of like your life is like to get to heaven and then it's like okay like you're gonna die you're gonna get there and then it's like jokes i don't want to die you know i guess from from like a biblical standpoint at least it doesn't make that much sense but i don't think there's anything that would say like it's wrong
0: so jumping ship from religion, and I guess cultures, I, I I guess you got your opinion on some types of transhumanism. But how do you feel about, I guess, non altering human types of activities, such as like mind uploading or cryonics? Like, would you be okay with uploading a version of yourself up to the internet? Or is that like big? No?
2: Well, there's too much going on in my head. I don't know if I want someone else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seeing all that, like, poor them. Oof. When, when I think cryonics, I just think Captain America. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he ended up like oh spoilers for anybody who has not seen uh, all the marvel movies but i mean he ends up going back and deciding you know i want to live my life the way it was supposed to be and just die an old guy and i think that's pretty interesting i i don't know like i think when you say life enhancement all of these kind of like science fiction ideas i probably am, i'm not necessarily for not necessarily against either it's like if it were offered to me i'd probably say no but i mean i like if one of my friends wanted to do it i wouldn't tell them you shouldn't hmm
1: okay yeah Captain America man out of time I mean to be fair I think most of us This is common notion where if you do live longer preferably you'd like everyone else to live longer too oh yeah because it kind of sucks if you're around and you're like all your friends all your friends
2: tragedy. are dead you know right like
1: like you, uh I mean it happens in real life now right because if yeah. you're the last one of your friend group oh no it's it's tragedy yeah um, that's
2: why once you get into like that age range where it's like you know this is like your life expectancy it must just be like when's my time you know
1: right <laughs> Okay. Well, moving on to, I guess, probably your favorite topic, because we've just been talking hypotheticals the entire time. Mm. Space, right? Um, And you mentioned earlier that- Yeah, I've been kind of like
2: bringing it into every question. (laughs) I'm
1: like, I got to bring it up at some point. But one of the limitations that you talked about was, you know, like obviously humans don't live forever. So any space travel mission, you know, if the guy's not not It can't go that far.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. But aside from just how long people live now, what are the major limitations we have in terms of exploring, you know, our solar system and even beyond that?
2: Well, of course, there's like technological limitations. It's just the fact that, you know, things are far and like even if you move really fast, you're not actually moving that fast. Another thing is just biologically, like lots of the astronauts that stay like on the International Space Station, none of them will stay longer than like I think the longest has been maybe like a year and a month, maybe like in that range, because like generally they'll go for like a six month trip and then they'll be back because it's it's like not good, like on the body, you right? Like your muscles, it, you don't have gravity on you anymore, right? So your muscles get weaker. They still have to exercise in space. They've got like a, a treadmill that you like strap yourself to and you have to like mm-hmm. run but there's lots of other things like it's not good for your heart it's not good for your eyes like there's and there's also like radiation because like now you're just up there you don't have an atmosphere protecting you so there's there's so much there where it's like you can't even keep humans on a space station for that long like there's this whole idea like we can have humans colonize another planet but then there's also all these limitations of like they're barely surviving just like on this like floating spaceship it's 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 very interesting but yeah there's so many limitations like I think they'll get to Mars like I honestly think they will but I don't think they'll be able to stay that's that's my prediction if they do I'm I never said this
0: (laughs) so I mean I'm just gonna try and rephrase what you said do you think that like I guess space overall is detrimental towards longevity and like I guess the health of astronauts
2: yeah like i i spoke to a friend about this recently actually um and they know like oh she wants to be an astronaut she wants to go to space but they're they're like a very philosophical type questioning everything kind of thing and they told me they were just like space is literally trying to kill you like you're not meant to be there like think about it if a human were to go up into space without any of like this cool technology or a space suit or anything like you would immediately die like nature does not want you out there so why do we keep trying to go there I guess that goes against what I said earlier, the whole leave things as they're supposed to be, because this is my one exception. Okay, (laughs) pretty big exception. (laughs) My one exception is (laughs) is the universe, like to me, it's just like there's so much out there and like most people are only ever going to see one planet and not even most of the planet. Like you're going to see like a little bit, you're going to meet a few people and whatnot, but there's just so much out there. To me, it's just like beyond anything, Mm. right? But yeah, it's, it's just interesting. The idea that like space does not want you to be in space, but we're still trying to be in space. <laughs> so yeah, like to answer your question, I guess it is detrimental to human longevity and life and everything. Uh, we're not supposed to be there. <laughs> we just like to barge into other things.
1: Okay, well, I know you said you should leave things as they are, but my, because I'm thinking of the solutions to, okay, if you're not supposed to be in space, but you still want to be in space, yep. how can you be in space, right? And my thoughts were, can we, I don't know, I'm thinking of two approaches. You can let me know which one is better to you, or if we should do some combination of both. One is, should we genetically engineer humans to mm-hmm. adapt to a space environment? So mm-hmm. you know, on on Earth, they're going to have a miserable time, but in space, they're like just chilling. Or do we have to severely like upgrade all our technology to make space as habitable as possible for us mm. regular humans? Right. What do you think is better?
2: I think right now what they're trying to do is that second option, you know, just develop all the technology and kind of take people as they are. I think in like the way that, you know, nature works, I guess, what you would like ideally, what would ideally happen is you send like a group of people up, they have kids and then their kids are just going to keep like adapting to like their environment. And eventually you're going to have like people who can live in space, like you said, I guess it is genetically engineered, but just like naturally, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's even possible. I have absolutely no idea, but hypothetically. I think that's a that's a cool thought but i think right now they're just kind of going with what can we control and we can control Mm. technology your
1: environment right you fix the environment before you fix you (laughs) yes Mm. okay interesting
0: so i feel like you've mentioned that like oh in terms of space travel the only planet we've really mentioned is mars but obviously there's a whole galaxy there's a universe out there there's way there's so much further to explore Mm -hmm. do you think like again being immortal and like potentially even cryogenic sleep something that can have us add time to our lives in order to travel further distances to who knows other galaxies do you think it's necessary or is there an option do you think life extension is better than cryogenics for something Hmm. like that
2: i don't know where like cryogenic research is at right now can you give me like a quick like synopsis of like what what are they kind of doing right now are they just freezing people like people who sign up for it
0: yeah i mean from what i can recall I would not like to be quoted on any of this. Uh, you can go listen for those of you listening, feel episode free to go one. check out <laughs> episode one with Dennis Kowalski, president of Cryonic Institute. But as far as I know, to my current knowledge, is they have improved the freezing process a lot more. But they're hoping for the in the future for them to be able to obviously freezing causes a lot of damage to our cells. Yeah. To be able to undo the damage to the cells and whatever issue is whatever issue a death should be able to be healed by then. Mm-hmm. But as of now there's no way to recover someone from I guess, being cryogenically frozen.
2: Yes, I see. So I think, like to me at least, both, both options are just like, n- I don't know, they don't seem that feasible. Like whether it's extending life or, you know, trying to revive somebody, I guess. Um, I think it's hard for me to kind of, you know, compare them because I'm like, well, which one makes more sense? And then I'm like, wait, none of them do. <laughs> i don't know i feel like there's so much that can go wrong when you depend on like oh we'll figure this out in the future like with cryogenics it's it's kind of like you're trusting the future to figure out Mm. how can we like do this i think if you could extend life and you know like oh your life is actually extended by this long at least it's uh, a little more sure than unsure you got a little more leeway i guess there
1: you know, actually, I was thinking, I was like, at first, I was going to be for the more life extension approach, but I don't know if you know about, because I'm not sure about psychology of astronauts, but I figured, man, if you're there alone, or just with yeah, like even a few other people, yeah, yeah, yeah. for a long, long time, man, I mean, there's even... You're not, you're not frozen. you're not frozen. just like, I wish <laughs> I was frozen. Was. Like, those lucky... Yeah, I wish I was them, right? Because I know there's some books which discuss... I think, uh, I don't know the name of it. I was reading a bunch of like short science fiction books and one of them was like, you know, this uh, these group of people who are on a spacecraft and they're going to some destination, but because it takes such a long time, the original people who were on a spacecraft all died yeah. and now it's their grandchildren or great-grandchildren. And they don't know what Earth is like or regular, you know, 24-hour uh-huh. light days like or uh-huh. night yeah and they're like it's so different for them and i'm like man i can't imagine how your psychology changes is there anything currently i don't know oh yes yeah. oh my god
2: psychology of astronauts is a very very important thing so i actually like spoke to uh, an astronaut her name is jenny she's one of the the canadian astronauts there's only four active astronauts right now i spoke to her last week because uh, they do this thing at the csa where you get to meet the astronauts like if you're an intern and um she was kind of talking about like how important the psychological tests are when you're still like a candidate um they put you through like insane type of scenarios with other people to just see like how are you going to react like is it gonna break you kind of thing like there's there's the part of it that's super physically like insane and then there's also the mentally insane they'll like not let you sleep for days but then you have to do all these like super intense tasks and then something goes wrong like they plan for something to go wrong and then like Now you're fighting everybody and it's kind of this idea of like, how are you going to deal with all this? So they look for people who can handle all that from the get go because they know how important it is. But also from what I've seen in like interviews with astronauts who, you know, have gone up and come back down, they'll always talk about this idea of like, if you're alone, because sometimes you'll be on a mission alone, like it is super duper isolating but with if you're with a group of people like those people have been hand picked because they can handle the scenario they can handle the situation and they they'll be good people to be around so I've, I've never heard of an astronaut say they had like beef with other astronauts on the space station <laughs> but I think when we're thinking of like civilian space travel and when it's kind of this idea of like you know normal people are just going to be able to like go up I don't know how that would go about psychologically <laughs> but yeah you're right I guess like being alive that whole time on the whole trip, the whole life extension thing and having to I guess just see the same people all the time. Like I even notice like if I'm on a trip with some friends and it's like I have to like live with them for like three days, it's like by the Ugh. end of it you're like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you know <laughs> Um Kudos to you guys for doing all these interviews. Nah, you're definitely not sick of each other, right? <laughs>
1: Oh uh, well, yeah, we'll say we're not sick like of each other.
2: Right? Sure, sure. We keep up a for, for the sake of the for the sake of the podcast. But but yeah, that's that's a very very good point. Like the psychological aspect of just living so long and having to interact with the same people. And
0: I mean, I feel like this is a perfect segue to our next question. Since you just mentioned, I guess, like the psychological, I guess, aspects of us. us as is an important factor to being selected. What are other pieces to the puzzle? in becoming an astronaut what else do i guess a selection process look at when there's selection for astronauts they often look at things like genetics and things like that how important is it and what are some other things that they may be looking at
2: well, just like, can, like, get you disqualified, like, without, like, it has nothing to do with your qualifications is definitely, like you said, kind of like the whole genetics or like physical ability. So if you have like any type of immune disorder, if you have any type of kind of chronic disease, like you're you're out, no chance. Like there was, um, there was this one person uh, I know who got into like the top 40 or top 30, I think candidates in the last hiring round. And I was at this talk and she was talking about it. And basically, like, she has like, a very very like simple technically skin disorder but it's basically she just has like a strip of like white hair think of like anna from like frozen right she just has like a strip of white hair and i remember seeing her at the talk and i was like yo that's like the coolest thing ever but it's just like a genetic thing. And when she was there at the selection process, she was sitting down with the doctor and she literally could have been an astronaut and that was her dream and everything. But she's sitting down with the doctor and the doctor asks like about, oh, like what is that? And she's just like, oh, just this thing I've had since I was a kid. Like it's just like a little like genetic skin disorder. And they're like, you can't be an astronaut. And it's like just right there, it just everything falls apart. I guess the... The physical you know aspect of it is like your your health and uh, your genetics and all that is very very important in the selection process like i i didn't even realize how important it was and now i'm kind of nervous i'm just like what if there's something i don't know about and then (laughs) like turns out it just isn't gonna work for whatever reason so you try not to put all your eggs in one basket yeah yeah that's a that's a good question there's lots of that type of thing because they want you know the best of the best they don't want to kind of risk damaging you know or like i guess if somebody has a disorder you don't want to make it worse or you don't want to risk anything bad happening especially once you're up there right yeah i'm wondering like how that will apply once it comes to civilian space travel like are they going to have those same restrictions or is it just anyone can do whatever
1: hmm yeah So i'm thinking if i know everyone talks about personalized medicine and they're gonna look at your genetics for you should get this drug or that drug or this much because yeah, you're, you're in
2: pharmacology so this is probably like a
1: yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna talk too much about it don't worry <laughs> but i'm thinking do you think whether it's for civilians or astronauts that with maybe the ability to look into someone's genetics on a regular basis that they're gonna scrutinize you even more like hey you know what you have a 10 percent chance of living longer than that oh, guy this reminds we're me gonna of, pick um... you
2: this reminds me of this movie. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Gattaca.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: I watched Gattaca when I was in high school biology because we were learning like we were doing the genetics unit and we watched the movie and it was the whole idea of like if you're genetically you've been genetically modified and they kind of have probabilities on everyone and like what kind of diseases they have or like how perfect or imperfect they are. And I, I I don't I don't even remember how the movie ended. I'm pretty sure the guy who was like not genetically engineered. I think he oh, made it, right? Like yeah, he made it. And he ended up like, you know, doing all this uh this crazy stuff despite all that. I think it's it's an interesting idea kind of, you know, knowing what everybody's genetics and what they're prone to and everything because like it definitely can't help with so many things from a medical standpoint right like if you know what your risk for like cancer for example is you can from the from the get-go like do everything you can to prevent it it's an interesting idea but i don't know it's just this whole idea of kind of meddling with things that we shouldn't Meddle with. <laughs> Here,
1: <you go> <laughs> Here we go again. Here we go
2: again. Yeah, yeah, but it reminded me of that that movie. It was a very interesting idea. I wonder, like, it's it also seems like something that will happen. Like, I honestly think, like, we talk so much about like these chips and like knowing everything about someone, and and I'm just like, I, I'm pretty sure that's what we're getting to, though. <laughs> like, we're gonna end up knowing everything about. Everyone at some point, probably not in our lifetime, unless you get frozen and then you come back, and then maybe-, uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe, maybe this is where it comes in. So, we talked about you being excited about the possibility of going to Mars, unless I'm misquoting you here. Um, what do you think currently the biggest hurdle or barrier is from colonizing, you know, nearby planets or the moon?
2: Um, so lots of people question, you know, lots of people question the moon landing. That's like a a baseline. Everyone knows about this, but it is, it is kind of interesting to see that they haven't gone back in a very long time. You know, I think since like the seventies or something like that, because there was that, there was a hype, you know? Um, the space race and everything. And then it just died down. But people are just like, wait, but why didn't we go back? And then apparently like there were lots more issues to be taken into consideration. So many things that went wrong with the initial program and all the risks. And now they're trying to do everything right. So what they're doing right now is trying to go to the moon again and use that as kind of like a stepping stone to, to get to Mars. I think to answer your question in terms of like challenges, it's just when it comes to Mars, at least, it's just so unknown. You know, no one's done it. Right. And you don't know what could go wrong. Like You don't know how the human body is going to react. You don't know how your technology is going to react. Like, sure, we have like rovers there and whatever. But I'm like, we don't have like houses. We don't have oxygen. We don't have so many things. It's just the unknown. I think that's like the big umbrella of that carries so many challenges within it. It's just, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, and there's also, of course, there's always just the limitations of technology. It keeps getting better, but, you know, it's never it's never really perfect. Mm. Yeah, I think that's why, you know, we're trudging along. We're trudging along, but we'll see what happens.
1: We'll say life extension becomes a thing. And based on, you know, how all the trends with previous technologies work, you know, a very select few people get it first, and usually they're very wealthy. And then, you know, after a Mm -hmm. while, the rest of us get it. In terms of people you would pick to have, who would get life extension first, would you pick astronauts to be the first ones? Or are there other people who you think, man, if they, they should really get it. They can benefit a lot from this.
2: I don't think astronauts should be first pick. Definitely not, because there's so much to be fixed on Earth before you try fixing things in other places. You know, that's why, you know, earlier when I was mentioning like the ethics of going to Mars and I was like, I don't know if I'm necessarily like whether I think it's ethical or not, because there's so many questions of like the whole idea of let's go colonize another planet is because we've like screwed our own planet over. So like from an ethical standpoint, it's like, why are we putting in so much money to getting somewhere else? Where we could just put that same money into fixing what we were given. So I think in that same aspect, I don't think astronauts should be first in line to get, you know, longer lives. Of course, it would be cool. Of course, you can go so far and everything. But for the general like good of everybody and for the planet, like I think you should be giving it to. I, I don't even know who you'd give it to, but <laughs> I don't know <laughs> someone who would make a difference here. I guess before you give it to people like who want to, I guess leave. <laughs>
1: Well, I guess I have one sort of follow up to this. You brought in the idea of, yeah, well, how can we be putting all this money into space? And yeah, we get the yeah, same yeah. question for us. like, How can you be putting all this money and research into life extension when you That's have true. poverty and sustainability yeah. issues? So I am wondering, on the totem pole of things to fix on Earth or for humanity, and or things to put money into, would you put space above life extension or the other way around? Ooh. And what, what priorities would you put ahead of both of them, like 100%?
2: oh man i think like i think the thing that we should be worrying about the most is probably environmental sustainability i feel like that's like you know the biggest problem of our generation and that's what they say in all the un publications it's like the biggest thing is sustainability and we keep messing up and that's why the weather now is like absolutely insane but i think that should come first in terms of life extension or space i don't know which one costs more (laughs) I don't know. I guess for me, I, I would probably extend to, like instant, instinctively. Why could I not say that word? Instinctively say space because it's like we already know that we're able to do this. Right. But then it's the idea of like, do we know that we're able to extend people's lives? Like like we could spend so much money on the research and so much money on the cryogenics and the the genetic modification we could put spend so much money on that but it's just like how do you know like is that gonna work i feel like there there's like more risk of losing so much versus space where it's like sure it may not be the most like maybe space doesn't want us to be in space but i mean we can be in space and it works and we've done it so it's easier
1: to be an astronaut than to be immortal i think (laughs) i think there's less
2: risk in being an astronaut than being immortal which sounds so weird
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) one definitely seems more possible i'll say that yes. astronaut's yeah. hard but immortal is really hard yes. exactly
0: actually speaking of being immortal i feel like when we asked you if people were to you know have life extender or become immortal one of the first problems you listed were was overpopulation yeah. So not considering life extension in this scenario, but do you think if, I mean, the world's already, you know, getting to this point of overpopulation in certain areas. Do you think overpopulation incites more space travel? Like this idea of, you know, there's not enough space on earth. Let me get out and go to Mars. I
2: think so. I think it's definitely like a combination of like at a certain point, earth is not going to be fit for people anymore. And then mm. also that, you know, there's just too many people here. Every time I think of like the whole idea of leaving earth and going somewhere else, I always think of Wally. <laughs> but that's different than colonizing another planet. obviously but it's kind of just the idea of like you've you've messed up but then also like you were saying overpopulation there's just too many people and like in the big umbrella of sustainability it's not sustainable to have bad environment it's not sustainable to have this many people i definitely think that's one of the things that they're taking into consideration when they're thinking of you know let's let's try colonizing other planets i think they're definitely thinking of the overpopulation issue as well
1: okay well i know we talked about a lot of stuff today and here's my segue into wrapping up yeah but if there's like one thing you really want people to take away from today in terms of life extension, or I best, you know, space travel as well, or maybe a combination of the two, right? Like what, what's the main takeaway from today from your episode?
2: I honestly learned so much just from like hearing myself speak about it. It was just like, I, I was able to formulate so many ideas. I think for people like what to take away is these are like interesting topics. Like I would definitely encourage everybody to actually think about like what would you do with a longer life or like why would you not want it or where could it be helpful Um, and guys I guess like just encourage people to think like what is the value of their own life and you know that sounds kind of cheesy but you know (laughs) the whole idea of as much as we talk about it and how cool it is and you know maybe it is possible to be immortal but the fact is like what we know now at least is that you know your time is limited so I guess just to put that into perspective and like have everybody just kind of sit and realize like what do I really want to do and what am I going to do and then You know do it go for it buddies (laughs) I think that's my my big takeaway at least like I'm definitely gonna keep thinking about this and have good discussions with other people about it
0: I mean I'm sure you can play this episode for your friends and have them hey what do you think about my thoughts here (laughs)
2: Here, listen to my annoying voice for even longer
0: (laughs) (laughs) so where if people want to follow your adventures and potentially I don't know watch you become an astronaut where can they go to support you or follow you or get involved
2: I guess my instinct is to say like LinkedIn, Theodora Gerges, that's my name. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, Theo Cheese. I really like cheese. Um, Theo Cheese? And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's me. And, you know, I'm I'm always up for good conversations about anything, you know, space, life, cheese, any of that
0: stuff so for all of you guys listening any links or anything we've discussed or theo just mentioned will be in the description below once again thank you theodora for coming on to alma mortal your source for all things immortal we really appreciate you taking the time and coming to speak with us today
2: my pleasure thanks for having me